a man who has fed us with knowledge a man who has fed us with understanding let's celebrate our papa and mama this morning with a joyful shout somebody shout glory papa we celebrate you we love the meal we are enjoying mama we celebrate you we love the meal we are enjoying and we are yearning for more and so this morning everyone lift your two hands above your head put them together with a joyful shout let's receive our papa dr abel damina glory are you excited this morning are we glad to be in the house glory to god lift your right hands to heaven father we rejoice that we have this another opportunity to come before your holy precious written world we come humbly we come respectfully we come expecting to receive we receive from the more excellent ministry of jesus christ thank you that the entrance of your word giveth light and we are not forgetful hearers we are doers of the word so we speak words which the holy ghost teacheth, comparing spirituals with spiritual and we decree that your people are built up equipped and edified and we rejoice that we have another opportunity this year to make an impact in our world like never before walking in the fullness of god being filled with the knowledge of god's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so we rejoice and we give you praise for answered prayer in jesus precious name and every believer sees a powerful amen are we excited to fellowship together this morning are we growing are we learning are we excited all right, with joy you draw water from the wells of salvation. So let's go ahead and rejoice this morning. Glory, 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 glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet smart self this morning as we get into the world. It's still new creation camp meeting 2023. It's been exciting spending time here every day learning and growing and praying together walking in the fullness and in the center of the will and the plan of God for our lives. I want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media community, brothers and sisters online. What a joy to have all of you in the service today. Again, do me the, the privilege of getting this message around the world. Share the videos. Make sure you share to as many people as possible. Tag some people. Get some people to, to hook up to the services, both on various platforms, Instagram, Twitter, you know, those of you on Twitter, you know, we've been tweeting a lot and it's, it's causing a lot of, you know, awareness and helping more people to follow what we're teaching. So let's tweet as much as we can this morning, the hashtag NCCM2023. That's a hashtag. So tweet. If there's anything I say that you think will minister to somebody, tweet it. Let's, let's push this word all over the nations of the earth. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Abel Damina Ministries International and make sure you also like the video in Facebook and share them. Let's get the word around the world. We want to welcome all the radio audience in Aquaibom State connected to the service. Whichever radio station you're hearing the voice of my, the sound of my voice, I'd like you to know that we're glad to have you as a part of our church family. We're excited that you're learning and growing every day. Help us invite your friend, a family member, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. We want to welcome all the citizens around the world in various campuses all over the Bloomable planet. What a joy to have all of you guys in the service. You know, we are working this year, so we're being prepared, we're being equipped, we're eating 
for the journey. So fasten your seatbelts. Let's get into this gospel adventure this morning. Are we excited? Amen. All right. We're still looking at in Christ realities. In Christ realities. Um, if you have not been following the teachings, um, you are doing yourself a disservice and you have no excuse because the teachings are everywhere. They are on all platforms. All you need is just take an hour, two hours of your day, even at midnight. Discipline yourself. Get to the page. Get your notes. Sit down and listen. You have no excuse. So I'm not going to do a lot of recapping. I'm just going to push the message from where we stopped last Friday. Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 15. Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 15. An account that the long suffering of our God or our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Next verse. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood. Uh, brother Peter, an apostle of repute, acknowledged and recognized that there is a Sophia, a wisdom, an insight given to brother Paul that some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Now the Sophia of brother Paul, or the insight, or the wisdom of brother Paul, was as it regards the Old Testament, the Old Testament scriptures. That is the area in which brother Paul's wisdom and brother Peter was acknowledging that it's been given to brother Paul to unlock and unfold from the, the scriptures of the prophets or from the Old Testament, the truths of the gospel. And that some people who are unlearned and unstable, they do not want to stay with uh, the apostolic foundations or what we call the apostolic didache. They do not want to stay with the apostolic didache so they are trying to reinvent the wheel. So the Bible says they are unstable. And they wrestle with the scriptures to their own destruction. So Peter acknowledged that when it comes to the Old Testament, brother Paul has been given. It was given to him an insight. That's very instructive. And then we took time to begin to look at certain markers. And we said we're going to look about nine markers in the course of this teaching as it has to do with brother Paul's Israel. Brother Paul's Israel. We took time to look at how Jesus, you know, taught the didache of Jesus on Israel. And we're still looking at quite a number of it. And we're going to look at a number of that, you know, in the course of this teaching. Now, the word didache means a mode of explanation. Didache, a mode of explanation. Now look at, you know, and then we took time to establish um, that brother Paul's Israel will not be known until we know the God of Israel. You cannot know brother Paul's Israel until you know who the God of Israel is. And then we took time to establish that the God of Israel will be Elohim, Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh Elohim, okay? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. The Lord our God, the Lord our God Yahweh Elohim together is one. Alright, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. And then we said that the God of brother Paul has to be seen in a man. The God of Israel, the God of Israel has to be seen in a man. 
the Yahweh of Israel is the Yahweh who appeared to Moses in the burning bush. He's the Yahweh that John spoke about. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was God. Verse 14. And the word became flesh. The Logos genomai. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Genesis, God, Exodus, Tabernacle. The word became flesh. So that word, the word became flesh is Genesis and Exodus summarized by John. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the begotten of the father. When we looked at, at the word that became flesh, we saw the glory of the father full of grace and truth. Romans chapter 1 verse number 2. Brother Paul now begins to open up some things for us. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures. Next verse. Concerning his son Jesus Christ. The gospel of God is concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Which was made of the seed of David. Made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Next verse. Verse 4. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Glory to God. By the resurrection from the dead. Now, the epistles are now very congent or very clear concerning his son Jesus Christ. Which is the word peri. P-E-R-I. Which is to focus on something. Who was made the seed of David according to the flesh. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. How? By the resurrection from the dead. Notice how Paul carefully says that. He said he is declared the son of God with power by the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead. He brings in the spirit of holiness in the resurrection. I need you to notice how Paul carefully says that. In that Romans chapter 1 verse 4. He brings in the spirit of holiness in the resurrection. So as you proceed further in Paul's writing. When he says the spirit. You look at the spirit from the resurrection. When brother Paul says the spirit. You look at the spirit from the resurrection. So in Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 to 6. Put it up, Romans. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Verse 5. For if we had been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. That henceforth we should not serve sin. So he was raised from the dead by the glory of God. Well, the glory of God is the spirit of God. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Romans chapter 8 verse number 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus... So the spirit is connected to the resurrection. The spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. 
He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. He tells you the same spirit that raised him from the dead. But vitally is Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. Put up verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Look at verse 14. Please pay attention. Verse number 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God... They are the sons of God. The word led is the word ago, to be born or to be carried by the spirit. Now, that word led is an exodus language. The word led is an exodus language. That means to be born, to be carried from the flesh to the spirit is an exodus language. To be carried from the flesh to the spirit. Now pay attention, Romans 8.15, look at what he says in Romans chapter 8 verse number 15. Put it up for me, Romans 8.15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. Now that would be cool because the Exodus living is a pillar leading them throughout to Canaan. A pillar of fire leading them throughout to Canaan. Look at it. They came out of Egypt, bondage, and a pillar of fire led them to Canaan. Alright? From the flesh to the spirit. From works to grace. Born by the spirit. Ago. It's an exodus language. But within exodus is a promise. Within exodus is a promise I will dwell in them. Within exodus is a promise I will dwell in them. So, this leading has to be where? Huh? Yeah, the leading of the spirit. It has to be in which area? Outside or in? In. I will dwell in. So the leading has to be in. The leading has to be in. I will dwell in. So Paul now leverages on that and said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Look at that imagery again. Led from the flesh to the Spirit. From works to grace. From bondage to freedom. But now he says, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. Now adoption is key. Thereby adoption will be the eutesia or to be seen as sons. And that's the indwelling of the spirit. To be seen as sons will be the indwelling of the spirit. So we can also say the indwelling is the spirit. Can we say that? That the indwelling 
is the spirit. The indwelling is the spirit. Okay? So, the God of Israel was meant to live where? Huh? In his people. The God of Israel was meant to live in his people. And he will bear them as an eagle. All those are figuratives of a birth. He will bear them as an eagle. They are figurative of a birth. A kingdom will be born with men. So the God of Israel will not live in a house. The God of Israel will not live in a house. The God of Israel will live where? Huh? In his people. Very good. So now by saying living in the people. That's a new creation, right? That's a new creation. That's a birth. Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord your God is one together. So it's clear why Jesus calls the gospel repentance. He calls the gospel repentance because the gospel is a change of mindset about God. The gospel is a change of mindset about God. Now, when you hear that Jesus says repent, it means to think otherwise. There is no repentance outside the scriptures. That means that Israel had seen God differently before now. Israel had seen God differently before now. They had imagined God differently. So, the Christ is the repentance. The Christ communicated to Israel is the repentance. The Christ. Mark chapter 1 verse 4. Mark chapter 1 verse number 4. Please stay with me. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. John the Baptist. Why will John call it repentance? Because John by prophecy is to make the way for who? For Yahweh, the God of Israel. He was to make the way for Yahweh or for Jesus, which is Jesus. All right? Yahweh is Jesus. Okay? So John was to make the way for Yahweh. So he will show the Yahweh. He will show the Yahweh. So, John showing the Yahweh is repentance. John showing the Yahweh is repentance. <clears throat> that repentance points to the remission of sins. That change of mind will point to the remission of sins. So, John was to show the way of the Lord. And it was in prophecy. Malachi chapter 4 verse 5. That John will show the way of the Lord. And then Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. He will show the way. Now please pay attention. He is not to show the way to. He will show the way. He will point out the way. He will not show the way to a place. He will point out the way. He will point out the way. He will show the way. That's why he said, He that comes after me was before me. He that comes after me was before me. To use before is the language of Elohim or the language of Yahweh. 
He says, I can't even untie his shoes. Now, for John to say, I can't untie his shoes, that's repentance. Yeah, I can't untie his shoes. That's repentance. And you will find out why in a few minutes. So when he says, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole world, let me ask you, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole world, is that Genesis or Leviticus? Huh? Is that Genesis or Leviticus? Huh? No, it can't be Leviticus. It's Genesis. Because in Leviticus, they offered animals. Animals cannot be God. So how is it Genesis? The Lord shall provide himself a lamb. The Lord on Mount Moriah. The Lord shall provide himself a lamb. Behold, the lamb. So John the Baptist got the language of the lamb of God from Genesis. Behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. <clears throat> so this one says, Jire, I will be the supply that takes away the sins of the whole world. John 1 29. And he says, This lamb of God will give eternal life. John 3 36. John 1 29, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole world. And then John 3 36, this Lamb of God that will take away the sins of the whole world will give eternal life. So as a lamb means he will die and in his death, his life will become our life. He will give eternal life to all those who believe. Stay with me. So if he is to give eternal life, it means the giver is that Yahweh. If he will give eternal life, it means the giver is that Yahweh. So John calls for repentance. Then Jesus also came, Matthew chapter 3 verse 2. Pay attention, I beg of you. Matthew chapter 3 verse number 2. Put it up for me. And saying, this is Jesus, repent ye. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven has arrived. Please remember, Bible language is not English. It has its own language. The kingdom of God is at hand means the kingdom of God is here. Or you are simply putting a disclaimer on the tabernacle. The kingdom of God is here. Or what you are saying is that that tabernacle is not the kingdom. That physical tabernacle they built is not the presence of God. That tabernacle is not the house of God. The real kingdom of God has arrived. That's a disclaimer. The kingdom of heaven is here. So Israel had to repent from seeing a physical tabernacle as the presence of God and turn their attention on Yahweh who has become a man. On Yahweh who has become a man. So why do you think on the way to Emmaus, when those guys were arguing, oh, he's a mighty prophet. We thought he was the one that was going to restore political relevance to Israel. He looked at them and said, oh fools. Oh fools. Slow of heart. Brados. Brados. Anetus brados. That's emphasis. You are foolish enough. But let me tell you what it is. You are slow of heart. Brados kadia. 
you are slow of heart. You are sluggish. You are so sluggish that what you have been reading is standing before you. You cannot recognize it. You are so dumb that what you have been reading and reading and talking about is standing right before your face. The events are all over the place. You've seen what happened. And you are still thinking he's a prophet. You are still thinking he was the one that will restore political relevance. Oh fools! Brados Kadia. Your perception is slow to believe. You didn't, not that you didn't believe the woman's report. No, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. It's not just the women that saw that he was risen. There is a prophetic documentation of what was going to happen. If you were paying attention, you will have known that this is that which was spoken by the prophets. If you are with me, shout a powerful amen. This is the Yahweh of Moses. This is the Yahweh of David. Ought not the Messiah, ought not the Christos to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. That means that the glory of God, the might and the power of God of that Elohim was always in the resurrection. And there can be resurrection, there cannot be resurrection without death. There can never be resurrection without death. So if he is going to rise from the dead, that means he must of necessity die. He will have to die. This is what it means to look out. Look out. Alright? He will die as though he is weak. But that death is strength. He will rise from the dead and be the champion of a man's greatest enemy, which is death. He will rise from the dead and be the champion of man's greatest enemy, which is death. Are you still here? So he says, that is Yahweh. Why are you slow of heart to believe? Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? Then beginning at Moses and all the prophets. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That means he reworked who God was around himself. He reworked who God was around himself. Don't forget we are reworking, we are retooling the scriptures, alright, in the light of Christ. He reworked who God was around himself. He reworked it. What they thought before, he changed their mindset. Beginning at Moses. Now, as he began to expound to them the scriptures, Luke 24, 32. Luke chapter 24, verse 32. So you know that repentance was taking place. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? Did not our hearts burn? And then before they said that, they said, you are a spirit. He said, no, I'm not a spirit. I am flesh and bones. And they said, no, you are a spirit. And he asked them to give him food. They gave him food and he ate. Boiled fish. He ate it. All right. 
And he said to them, I'm not a spirit. Then in verse 44, he said to them, Luke 24, 44, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. I thought the Old Testament was about Yahweh. Yes, but that is Yahweh speaking. That is Yahweh speaking. All these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So Genesis to Malachi is about Yahweh. And this is Yahweh speaking. This is Yahweh in their midst. Alright? So, the Elohim is the Yahweh. The Elohim and the Yahweh are together. They shall be seen a card together. You came from heaven to earth. What kind of song is that? You came from heaven to earth. What kind of song is that? He didn't come from heaven. He is heaven. He didn't come from heaven. He himself is heaven. He is heaven that came. When he came, heaven came. He didn't come from heaven. He is the embodiment of heaven. The Lord our God is one. Heaven came. Heaven came down. And glory filled my soul. See why I like that song? When at the cross my Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away. And my night was done today. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When you sing songs that talk about your realities, there's a way it hits home. He didn't come from heaven. He came as heaven. So in coming, verse 45 of Luke 24, verse 45, Luke 24, 45, then opened their understanding after expounding their understanding opened that they might understand the scriptures then opened he then dinogio he their nose that they might tsunami those are the greek words for that you know then opened dinogio he their nose that they might tsunami me the scriptures. That is the word tsunami means to bring all the facts together. And suddenly the scriptures made sense. And then what happened next? Verse 46 of that same Luke 24. And said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Next verse. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. 
So the resurrection is the explanation. The resurrection of Jesus is the explanation of God. Repentance, which is the remission of sins, should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. What now happened? How come the Old Testament was written the way it was? Well, within the week when we started the series, you know, within the week or within last week, we said Moses was the opening writer. Or Moses laid the foundation for Bible doctrine. Or Moses gave us the building blocks of Bible doctrine. And because Moses was the first writer, he was writing to an audience who were stiff-necked. He was writing to an audience who were callous. He was writing to an audience who were hardened, who never yielded to what God was saying. So when Moses was writing Genesis, he didn't have you in mind. When Moses was writing Genesis, he wasn't thinking of you. He was addressing a people who were stiff-necked. He was not thinking of men of the Holy Ghost. He was writing to an audience of people who were callous. The people he had in mind were a people that would prefer a rock to a message. They were a people that would prefer water to the living water. So he had to use dark speeches in communicating the oracles of God. That's why in explaining to them what happened to Adam, he had to use trees, fruits, serpents, every other thing but what happened. He used every other thing but what happened. So that's why when Paul shows up, Romans 5.12, Paul will say, Wherefore, no use of trees, no use of fruits, no use of serpent. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so, all have sinned. The Garden of Eden, therefore, will be Moses' explanation. Paul called it the world. The cosmos. The world. In Romans 5.12. Moses didn't talk about Satan. He talked about the serpent. So the serpent in Moses' verbiage is Satan. Why did he have to say all that? He is talking to a generation of stiff-necked people. People that are unyielding. I can't read Genesis like that. You know, I can't read Genesis like that Jew. The same way Jesus used parables. Jesus had to use parables because seeing, they see but cannot see. Hearing, they hear but cannot hear. <laughs> Just as they fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. That the people are a people of unbelief. Their hearts is gross. So when they have so much unbelief, he had to cross over. He had to cross over parables. He wants to talk about how some of them are hypocrites. And think they need no repentance. Whereas that prostitute on the road needs repentance and acknowledges it. But they are hypocrites. Hypocrites who are sitting in their self-adulation and self-righteousness thinking they don't need repentance. So Jesus will now say to them, the sheep of the shepherd 
And in his sarcasm, because Jesus was, had some sarcasm, very quiet sarcasm in his communication with these hypocrites, hypocrites. In his sarcasm, he says to them, the good shepherd will leave 99 and go in search for one. The 99 are the hypocrites who think they don't need him. The one on the street is that prostitute who needs him. He's using sarcasm to talk to them. That's a parable. He had to cross over and use sarcasm to talk to them. Are you still here? That, that's why Jesus told them one time that the person that is fine doesn't need a doctor. <laughs> the person that is well doesn't need a physician. Jesus is using sarcasm. He now tells them, only the sick needs a physician, and you people are not sick. <laughs> they just left Jesus alone, because his figures of speech were too heavy. He wants to talk about the everlasting arms of God, and how that God is compassionate. He uses a father with two sons. And how one of the sons went and spent all of his money in a far country. Jesus had to use that method to communicate instead of a sentence. He uses a chapter. And that chapter will also only have like two lines that he really needed. Just two lines. But he has to go around. He has to cross over because of the kind of audience that he communicated with. Even Jesus had the same dilemma as Moses because of the audience they were communicating with. He is talking about Israel and how Israel is not even aware that he came. He uses a wedding ceremony which has become a movie today. People act movies with that wedding ceremony. How different are we from that audience? So if Israel could look at a serpent because of their unbelief, and you still believe that the ten virgins are believers, ten Christians, five wise, five foolish, you are like those stiff-necked people. These are statements made to people whose hearts were hard. And don't forget, Jesus began to use parables. When the Pharisees wanted to kill him because his direct statements were hurting them. So when he discovered that when he speaks to them in direct statements, they got hurt and they took stones. I and my father are one. Eh, that's a direct statement. They took stones. So he said, okay, these guys can't handle direct speeches. Let's use indirect speeches let's use parables and let's use schism and let's use figures of speech to deliver little little information that they might wake up to one day that means a parable in normal parlance is to put the truth in a story that's a parable to put the truth in a story please pay attention and so Jesus and the prophets had to do the same things. Maybe not all the prophets because you know Isaiah was the most academic and the most astute among all the prophets. He was the most. Imagine Moses had to come to everyone's level in explanation. Everyone's level. Imagine when the spies went, went to spy that land and they came back with an evil report and began to announce it in the camp. People cried all night. 
how do you how do you pacify and how do you talk to over 2 million people that are crying whose hearts are hardened how do you pacify them how do you calm them down how do you talk to them you will use every description to explain you will use every manner of story to calm them down that's why Moses spoke the way he spoke so here is Paul now he says we speak this wisdom among them that are matured not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to nothing for had they known it they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory but their eyes have not seen nor their ears heard neither has it occurred to the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them that love him that is not even the statement of the Old Testament saints because among the Old Testament saints, the Old Testament saints believed. But this is a statement among those that didn't see it. Those who didn't believe. Nor even heard. Neither has it entered into their hearts. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. How did that revelation come? It came by faith. Revelation came by faith so that your faith does not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of god then paul now drops the heavy duty he said what i am saying that the knack is this the natural man cannot receive it because they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned but you know what he says, we speak things which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Therefore, this spiritual man that is born of God is not judged by any man, though he judges all things. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the explanation of Christ. So imagine that. And Paul now says, see the grief in the heart of Paul. I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but like the Israelites, but even as unto babes in Christ. He carefully chooses his words because no believer is carnal. Otherwise, you are saying that they are not born of God. But as unto, as unto, look at the way he had to carefully choose his communication. Same thing with Moses. Moses couldn't communicate the things of the spirit directly. But the difference is that we now have the spirit of truth. We can recognize what Moses was struggling to communicate with these people. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2 to 3. Pay attention. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2 to 3. Put it up for me. <clears throat> I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you are not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. Next verse. For you are, you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? He classifies what he means by carnal. He didn't just say you are carnal. He now explains that this carnality is not in your nature. This carnality is in your conduct. So he had to take time. That's the carefulness of brother Paul's didache. Same thing Jesus would say in John chapter 16 verse 12. 
put it up. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You cannot bear them now. Speaking to the audience of his day, you cannot bear them now. What did Paul do? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he just reworked the oracles of God. He reworked the prophecies around Jesus. Had the princes of this world known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. This wisdom was ordained before the world unto our glory. He, he was reworking the prophecies around the person of Yahweh Jesus in humanity. That's what the natural man could not receive. He said, if I say it today, Christ crucified. He says, the Jews think I am offering him, you know, big time. The Greeks think it doesn't make sense. But to us, we believe it is the power of God. Glory to God. If you are with me on the same chapter, can I have a very powerful amen? So faith is that access to the mysteries of God. Faith is that access to the mysteries of God. Don't forget. Is it a mystery? I want to ask you a question, so I'm waiting for you to finish your right. The mystery, is it in God's mouth or in man's heart? Man's heart. So, he reworks it around the person of Jesus. That's why John will say it like this in 1 John chapter 3 verse number 8. 1 John chapter 3 verse number 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested. The word feneru. Feneru was manifested that he may destroy what? The works of the devil. That word destroy is the word luo. Luo. It means to untie. To destroy. To untie. That means within the works of the Old Testament, when Jesus came and appeared, he untied the works of Satan. That is the incarnation was to separate what God did from what Satan did. The, the incarnation was the dividing line. The incarnation was the definition of God's character. The incarnation of Jesus was the explanation of God. <laughs> the incarnation. That incarnation is what explains what God did and what God never did. He untied the works of the devil. First John chapter 3 verse 10. First John chapter 3 verse number 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So in Christ comes that distinction. You will know God when you see Christ. You will know God when you see Christ. Why? The incarnation is the luo. It unties the works of the devil. Light, darkness, all of them are spiritual truths. Light, darkness, all of these are spiritual truths. So that's why in John chapter 8 verse 12, put it up, Jesus will say, 
I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Shall have the light of life. Jesus is separating the wheat from the chaff. Israel's Yahweh can now be seen. Israel's Yahweh can now be seen. That's why he told them in John chapter 5, Have you even heard his voice before? Have you even seen his shape? They were looking. You Jews, have you heard his voice before? This Yahweh you are all claiming. Yahweh is our God. Have you seen him before? Have you heard his voice before? And the one he sent to you, you have not believed. You search the scriptures. Jesus is speaking to the Jews. Why? He's reworking their thinking about God and redirecting their minds to repentance so that they don't think of a God in an abstract location. They begin to see God in man. He's retooling their minds. You search the scriptures. Then he says, you will not come to me that you may have life. He says, this is Yahweh talking to you. This is Moses' Yahweh. This is David's Yahweh. You will not come to me. Yahweh is here. You will not come to me. (laughs) That you may have life. I love Jesus. So, it becomes a scandal, a struggle. (laughs) Is Yahweh a man? Or is he God? And you know, interestingly, people still ask that question today. There are people still, because many people are not taught. Many people are not taught what you're learning here. Many people don't even know half of what you're hearing here. And they're in churches. Bellowing all over the place. Bellow, bellow, sweating. Ignoramuses. And it's not their fault. They being blind leaders. If the blind lead the blind, they all fall in a ditch. They all fall in a ditch. So the first way to know God's Israel is to say, who is the God of Israel? Because it is the God that gave birth to Israel. So you can't know Israel without knowing the God of Israel. Who is the God of Israel? Well, we have established on Friday, and if you are not here on Friday, I beg of you, get the material on Friday. The God of Israel is Father and Son together. The God of Israel is Yahweh Elohim seen together. Father and Son. The God of Israel is not just Father. The God of Israel is not just Son. The God of Israel is Father and Son together. We took time to do exegesis on that. Few days, the last, the last service we were here. The second marker as we study Paul's Israel. What did Paul call Israel? Well, who did Jesus call God? Well, Jesus called God the Father. And the Father, who is Yahweh, is Jesus the Son. (laughs) Jesus called God the Father. And the Father, who is Yahweh, is Jesus the Son. 
Get the exigencies of Friday. It will sort you out permanently. The second marker is the law. The second marker we want to quickly look at is the law. The law. Because the people of God must have a law. Here is the Israel. And brother Paul throws an argument that you must see. Paul says this. Romans 5.13. He throws an argument you need to see here. Romans chapter 5 verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. I love brother Paul. This argument is sweeting me as I'm teaching right now. It's just sweeting me anyhow. As he they sweet us. I didn't say anything. I just said as he they sweet us. The rest now you they talk him. My own. It just they sweet me. It's sweeting me anyhow. The hamatia was in the cosmos. Until the law. The hamatia was in the cosmos. Sin was in the world. Though it wasn't imputed, logo, it doesn't mean it wasn't seen. It was seen, the only thing is that it was not imputed. But sin was in the world and sin was seen. Paul is saying, before there was Israel, there was man. Kayada. Before there was Israel, there was man. Israel did not begin before man. Israel started long after man has been in existence. That's brother Paul's argument. Now, before there was Israel, there was Adam. And Israel know, the Jews know, that that is in the Jewish scriptures, Jewish people know that there was mankind before Israel. So Paul's argument was strong. There was sin before the law. Look at Romans 3.23. Romans chapter 3 verse number 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul is stating what the law says. The law says all have sinned. No, 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 no. That scripture is a scripture of the law. Look at Romans 3.19. So you get the, the pretext. Romans chapter 3 verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. Why? That every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become guilty before God. That's the mission of the law. To make everybody guilty before God. Next verse now. Give me the next verse. Give me the next verse. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. By the law is the knowledge of sin. But then he throws in the catch. Brother Paul. He says... The righteousness of God apart from the law was manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. That's a catch. The righteousness of God without the law was manifested on its own and the law and the prophets were standing one this side, one that side and they were watching righteousness independent of the law, independent of the prophets showing forth. That's a catch. Now pay attention. 
The righteousness of God without the law manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Yet everybody knew when the law came. So Paul is saying, God's righteousness preceded the law. Strong argument. God's righteousness preceded the law. So all have seen and come short of the glory of God as a statement of the law to make everybody guilty. But then he says, the righteousness of God apart from the law is manifest. So what's Paul saying? Well, let's track back to Jesus. We saw it the other day. (laughs) John chapter 5 verse 45. Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Jesus. John 5.45 Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father or to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you elpizo, in whom you trust. Even Moses, in whom you trust. Do not think that I will categorize you before the Father. I will accuse. Why did Moses accuse them? Because of their unbelief. He gave them the gospel. They rejected the gospel. So he gave them accusation. He said, I'm not come to accuse you. Moses has done that already. There's no point rubbing it in. It's obvious. I'm not here for accusation. Okay? Verse 46. Watch 46 and 47. You will love this. John, I, I, I just love Jesus, you know. I love Jesus. I love Paul. I love all of these guys, man. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. Huh? So Moses wrote two things. He wrote accusation and he wrote Christ. Next verse. For if you believe not his writings... How shall you believe my words? This is the Yahweh of Moses speaking. If you believe not his writings, this is the Yahweh that appeared to Moses in the bush. If you believe not his writings, how can you believe my words? So, why will Moses use accuse? He used accuse because of unbelief. Unbelief because Moses wrote concerning Christ. It was their rejection or their heart attitude to Christ that made Moses accuse them. What that means is that within the writings of Moses, we have a discovery to make. That means the writings of Moses will have faith and the writings of Moses will have accusation. The writings of Moses will have faith and the writings of Moses will have accusation. So what's he talking about? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 and 18. Do not think now that I'm come to destroy the law or the prophets. I'm not come to destroy but to fulfill. Next verse. For verily I say unto you. Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law 
till all be fulfilled. What is he talking about? Then they ask him a question. Matthew twenty two thirty six. Pay attention. Matthew twenty two thirty six to forty. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. He said, thou shalt love the Elohim Yahweh with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul. That is faith. That is faith. Then he said, the second, the second one is like unto the first. Thou shalt love your neighbor. Those are the works of faith. Love is the work of faith. You believe in Jesus, the expression of faith in Jesus is love for your neighbor. Thou shalt love thy neighbor. So when he says that, he came to fulfill the law, that's what he's talking about. Not to fulfill ceremonies. Again, by using the word, the Lord your God, Jesus is working those statements around himself. He's reworking those statements around himself. Don't see Moses. See me. That's what Jesus was saying. Don't see Moses. See me. So, the law is for God's people. Again, where is the God of Israel? The God of Israel is in Christ. The God of Israel is in Christ. So, the law also must be walked around who? Christ. So Exodus becomes vital to us. Very vital. The book of Exodus. It becomes vital to us. Look at what Paul said. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation for those who are in the Messiah. And the Messiah is Elohim Yahweh. For the law, verse 2, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Oh boy, I love the book of Exodus. For the law of the spirit of life. This is Exodus, right? This verse we're dealing with here is Exodus. Romans 8, 1 and 2 is the book of Exodus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Who was prophesied by Moses has made us free from the law of sin and death. Okay, wait. What is the law of sin and death? Moses' accusation of Israel because of unbelief. 
Moses' accusation of Israel because of unbelief is the law of sin and death. <laughs> so, is the law of the spirit of life in Christ found in the words of Moses? Huh? Yes. Is the law of sin and death also found in the words of Moses? Yes. Are you following? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. What is that? The law of sin and death. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. What is that? The law of the spirit of life in Christ. So, in Moses' writings, we have the law of sin and death, and we have the law of the spirit of life in Christ. And that's what Paul is doing a didache on in Romans chapter 8. Which one came first? The law of sin and death, or the law of the spirit of life? Uh-huh. The law of the spirit of life is the gospel. Preached by Moses to, to, to Israel. Life. Tree of life. Life. I said before you life. When they rejected life, he now gave them the law of the spirit, the law, the law of sin and death, which is accusation. So Paul is writing from Moses. Paul is writing from Moses. Exodus 29:45. Because that's where Paul is writing from. Exodus 29:45. I will dwell among the children of Israel and be their God. I will dwell the tabernacle. I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. If he walks in you, that means you are free from the tables of stone. You don't need the tables of stone if he's walking in you. You only need a table of stone if it's not in you. So that the table of stones now dictates what you do. But if it's in you, you don't need a table of stones. I will live in them. I will walk in them. Freedom from the law of sin and death. Which is on the tables of stones. I'm teaching good. Stay with me. Stay with me. You will love this. They were all in Moses' world. If he dwells in you, then you are free from going to the tabernacle to worship. You don't need to go to the tabernacle to worship once he begins to live in you. You don't need to go to Israel, to the wailing wall, to look for him. He lives in you. He no more lives in the wailing wall. Anyways, he has never lived there before. He has never lived in a location. You shall, last Friday, you shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. But the hour comet, resurrection, and now is, that is an Ihori statement, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father where? In spirit and in truth. No more a location. He now lives in. I tell you, man. That's a good place to shout glory, I tell you. Woo! 
But the moment you say no, Moses will accuse you. The moment Moses gives you life and you say no, he will accuse you and he will give you a house. (laughs) Once Moses gives you the gospel and you say I don't want gospel, he will accuse you. Then he will send you into a tabernacle. Be there for a while. Schoolmasters. Until when you wake up. When they break. (laughs) Glory to God. If you say no, he will give you bread. Which is not the bread. If you say no, he will give you water. Which is not the water. So, here we are. The law of the spirit of life, the law of sin and death. Then, here Peter, I love Peter. Peter now is convinced. Then Peter now says, this is what Moses told Israel. Exodus 19, 5-6. Peter jumps into the discourse. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 to 6. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Next verse. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Israel said to God, No, we don't want to hear God. We don't want to be a kingdom of priests and kings. Moses, you, go and hear God. Whatever God tells you, come and tell us. What is that? Unbelief. And so what does Moses do? Moses now chooses priests among men. The writer of Hebrews said, the priests were chosen amongst men. Whereas in the promises of the Old Testament, the priest is Yahweh. The priest is Yahweh. But men were chosen. Why? By the law of sin and death. Peter now, knowing that, turns to the church and says, you are built up a spiritual house. First Peter 2.5 You are built up a spiritual house. You don't need to go to a house. You are the house. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer of spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. What does he do? He looks at the temple and what they are doing and he reworks the temple around Christ. That's what Peter is doing. And to rework it around Christ, it must be in the resurrection. So he must use the word spiritual. Spiritual means of the spirit. Of the spirit, spiritual house. You are of the spirit or by the spirit. So he picks it and says, you are that spiritual house. Or you are that house born by the spirit to offer up sacrifices of the spirit acceptable by Jesus. Then he says, look, to whom coming as unto a living stone, ye also are living stones. He says to those who don't believe 
The stones the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. Those who doubt. He says, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Question. Is he talking to Israel or believers? Excellent. Now, where did he pick those words from? Exodus chapter 19. You are that royal priesthood. How? Not by the law of sin and death. It has to be by the law of the spirit of life. Where? In Christ. He knew that Exodus 19, 5 and 6 was only possible by Exodus 29, 45. Peter knew that Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 and 6 was only possible by Exodus 29, 45. I will live in them. I will dwell amongst them. Then Paul will say, you are the temple of God. You are the physical building. So, the physical building, is it for the law of sin and death? Huh? Huh? The physical building, is it for the law of sin and death? What brought the law of sin and death? Unbelief. So now, we don't need a physical building. Man, the law of the spirit of life where in Christ Jesus has made me free. I am free from the law of sin and death. I don't need a physical house. I am the house. So what do I do? I offer of spiritual sacrifices acceptable by God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Where have we gotten all our words from? The same place. So the writer of Hebrews identifies these people for us. That's why James calls it the royal law. The royal law. The Basilian nomos. The Basilian nomos, the royal law, not dietary laws, not fashion, but the heart of man. The heart of man. And here we are. The writer of Hebrews says, look, there's a promise being left of us of entering into his rest. Any of you should come, so sheep seem to come short of it. For the gospel that was preached to them was also preached to us. Or the gospel preached to us was also preached to them. Where? But they didn't mix it with faith. Because in a promise, you only believe you do nothing. A pangelia. Self-fulfilling. A commitment being made by the promise giver that only the promise giver will fulfill. So the writer of Hebrew has done his job by sh showing us at sundry times in diverse manners the prophets spoke to the fathers. God had in these last days spoken where? In his son. God has spoken in. In already shows you a unity of personality. 
God has spoken in, meaning God is living in the Son. So the gospel is the Father and the Son together. Stand on your feet. Glory to God. We choose some more in the second service. Are you enjoying this? We choose some more in the second service. And from tomorrow, Kabadaga. We continue from tomorrow Monday again till Friday. And we're back again next Sunday. God punish the devil. An army is rising in this place that will flood the earth with the truth of the gospel. If you believe that, can I have a powerful amen? Stand on your feet, turn to your neighbor, say, hey neighbor. Tell your neighbor, hey neighbor. I am being equipped to be in the center of God's plan for my life. I am being equipped to walk in the will, in the purpose, in the plan of God for my life. I know the plan of God. I know the purpose of God. And I know the call of God upon my life. I'm not confused. And I'm committed to my divine assignment. Tell a neighbor, I'm a man of eternal value. My eyes are set. My affections are set on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God because I have been raised together with Christ his affections are my affections his desires are my desires his focus is my focus and his mission is my mission I'm a stranger I'm a pilgrim in this world my eyes are set on eternal realities. I didn't hear a powerful amen. I'd like you to grab your neighbor for another one minute. Let's pray for one another. Let's minister to one another. Let's speak words of faith. Let's speak words of power. Let's speak words of direction. Let's speak words of influence over one another. Let's minister to one another. That through the course of this year, your neighbor will walk worthy of the Lord. Work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful unto every good work. Legrada Sokalanamanga and Gambanonga Liba Rakato Nakakataya. Lebro Jacele de Bosa Agata Nikila Nakato Nakula Namana Gadaga Engelere Bojakaya. You work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You're fruitful unto every good will. Walk. Mashinkatona katananga. Your eyes are set in fulfilling the plan, in fulfilling the purpose. You work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You're fruitful unto every good work. I decree that you are filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You're delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. You're kept by the power of God. I call you a battle axe. I call you a weapon of war. You are a new sharp threshing instrument. Having teeth against Sototata. With you, God will pull down. God will uproot whatever is not of God. With you, the devil will be overthrown in the hearts of men and there will be a building of God's tabernacles all over the nations you're kept, you're preserved you're sustained you preach the gospel in and out of season Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your neighbor.
Pray for your neighbor. Ziga dogare te 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 te. Leave your neighbor. Go go away from where you are standing. Look for somebody else. I like us to minister by the Spirit. Minister to somebody else. Speak words over your neighbor. You are not confused. You are not distracted. You know what to do. You are sold out. You are sold out. You have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, you live. Yet not you. It is Christ that lives in you. The life that you now live in the flesh. You live by the faith of the Son of God. You are kept by the power of God to be manifested and this is the time you manifest all of God's deposit you manifest all of God's call you manifest all of the treasures of God's wisdom Libra you are kept you are preserved the evil one cannot touch you you are far from oppression you're establishing righteousness pray for your neighbor Neke agaso neke tete agase tequila na angelere bo shaketa aketa 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 hey leave your neighbor and pray for yourself throughout this year, I am healthy I am strong. I have been bought with a price. I glorify God in my body. I glorify God in my spirit. I walk worthy of the Lord. Throughout this year, I am sold out. I am strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Christ dwells in my heart by faith. My body is healthy. My body is stronger. My organs are stronger. I am renewed like an eagle. My youth is renewed. I get shoot Tala, agere de sekele bo shata, angalana masotete, ageto bayana, angelere bo shata. He reproved kings for their sake. He suffered no man to do them wrong, saying, "Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm." I preach the word, and these signs follow me. In the name of Jesus, I cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, I lay hands on the sick, and they recover. I drink deadly things; they do not hurt me. In the name of Jesus, I trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt me pray for yourself Iona 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 Speak over your career. Speak over your businesses. Speak over your profession. I make money this year. Money covered to me. I have ideas and concepts. I have relationships. Doors are open to me. My steps are ordered. I have direction. I have new relationships. Healthy relationships. Productive relationships. I make money to advance the gospel. To advance the cause of Christ. To advance the purpose of God. I seize opportunities. The work of my hands are blessed. The work of my brain is blessed. I meditate the word of God day and night. I give myself wholly to them. My profiting appears to all. I
Lift your hands and begin to give him thanks. Begin to give him thanks. Give him thanks unto the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My mouth, my, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. For it is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. Glory to God. 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 Throughout this year, you will flourish. You will be like a watered garden. No dry seasons. No barrenness around you. You'll be fruitful on every side. You'll be fruitful in ministry. You'll be fruitful in life. You'll be fruitful in career. You'll be fruitful in marriage. You'll be fruitful in your vocation. Throughout this year, no dry seasons. You're filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You're strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You will walk and not be weary. You will run and not faint. You will run like it. You will run. You will run. You will fly. You will leap over walls in the name of Jesus. You're kept. You're preserved. Thank you, Father. The work of your hands are blessed. You will make plenty of money and you will advance his kingdom. Greed is not part of you. Greed is not a part of you. Selfishness is far from you. You will make money and your generosity will spread. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. Can we have some celebration for a few seconds? blessed amen i want to begin this morning before I, I go any further to thank those of you who have responded to partner with us this year it's going to be a brutal year and i want to thank you for indicating and reaching out to us to be a part of what we're doing financially through the course of this year you know we ask people to give first of all to 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 make a, a one-time commitment of a particular amount of money you're going to help us with our first quarter budget is about 270, there are about 1,000 US dollars. And we're asking people to give so that you help us set the year, start the year the way we plan to start it properly and position things. And then you make that one-time commitment to help us with that budget. And then your monthly commitment through the next 11 months, every month, what you want to give to help our global evangelism, global missions, global outreaches. This year we're committed to do much more than ever before. And we need money to do it. The Bible says, cry yet saying, my cities through prosperity shall yet spread abroad. My cities. You know, one time they came to Jesus. And they said to Jesus, let's go and pray for that centurion. Jesus did not answer them. He was just looking at them. It's in the book of Mark. Then they said to him, that man loved our nation. He built us a synagogue. 
Jesus stood up and said, let's go. A man that loves our nation and built us a synagogue deserves our visit. When you honor, honor, honor honors you. When you honor, honor, honor will honor you. He said, he that honor me, I will honor him. When you honor, honor. He said, a man that gave to our nation, loves our nation, and built us a synagogue. Let's go. Is there in your, in, your, in your Bible? Those things are written for our learning. Our learning. When you honor, honor. We give to God our best because we are committed to his cause. We are sold out to eternal realities. We are not men of vanity. We are men of eternity. So this year, our heart is with Christ. What, what touches his heart touches our heart. He's committed to souls. He died for souls. Our resources and ourselves were committed to souls and were given for souls to be saved. Remember, people gave for you to hear. When you also give, more people will hear. And like I said, I started a WhatsApp group for the first time in my life because of partnership. So everybody who indicated commitment by now, you've been invited to that WhatsApp group. I can see there's already activities on the group. All right. So when you write us an email wanting to partner with us, especially those of you that were not here, and you want to quickly key in and partner with us this year, and you want to give a one-time commitment, you know, by the end of the month, and then every month you want to give for the rest of this year, if you shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, indicate your WhatsApp number, because I want to be able to reach you very closely. This year, come close, come close, come close, come close. Coming close to me this year is partnership, partnership. When you come close, you will be on my WhatsApp group. I'll be talking to you steadily, pray for you, speak words over you, and you will know what's up, what's going on around this ministry, and you'll be fully involved in the action that is going on here. So if you shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com to support this righteous cause that we carry all over the earth, and I want to thank those of you that have done and those of you that will do today and those of you that are making up your mind to commit your resources to help us. Can I have a powerful amen? There's also another degree of partnership. It is the Abel Damina Partnership Initiative. That's another group of people who want to say, well, I don't just want to partner. I want to know our budget per month. Then when I know our budget, I will take a chunk of the budget and support. That's the Abel Damina Partnership Initiative. If you want to belong to that group, when you email, indicate Abel Damina Partnership Initiative, A-D-P-N-I. You indicate that's what you want to. And then we will send you the appropriate documentation to be part of that. But we love you and we thank you all for being willing to be part of what God has called us to do. Grab your honor offerings this morning. Let's give in faith. Let's give with joy. Let's honor Christ. Let's honor the work that Christ has given to us. And let's honor the labor of God's word that is going on in this place. Can I have a powerful amen? amen. Those of you in the building, before I close, I will make sure you get forms who were not here last Sunday or who have not been opportune to hear me talk about the partnership, will give you forms. You were a partner before. Please make sure you renew your partnership. I know you are going to remain a partner, but we need that documentation. It helps us with record purposes. So just fill the form or email me indicating that you want to renew your commitment to partnership. Then we will send you another email and with your WhatsApp numbers. That's very important. So grab your honor offerings. Let's give in faith. Let's give with joy this morning as we worship the risen Lord who lives in our hearts. Father, thank you for the privilege to give. 
Thank you for the online brethren and television and everyone that is giving into this ministry to enable us to do on a global scale what we are doing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege to give today. Our hearts are filled with gratitude and fulfillment as we make our resources available for the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer says a powerful amen. Online, we will sign you in a few minutes from now. But remember, I will be live at 11 a.m. teaching a continuation of what I started this morning. You don't want to miss what we're going to be doing in the next service, all right? Anywhere on the pulpit, drop your offerings. Hit the music. Let's do it as we worship Jesus, the risen Lord. Glory to God.
trust that you have been blessed by this message. To order the complete series of this message and all the messages by Dr. Abel Daminer, please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. 